Welcome to the podcast Against Disease. I'm your host for the day, Natalie Fodiatis, and this is our first episode of our COVID Around the World mini-series that we're going to be doing, and the hope is to hear from people in countries all around the world and see how this pandemic has affected them, and hopefully through hearing their stories, it can provide some more context for the fact that this truly is a worldwide crisis that's happening. And our first guest today is Anna from Germany. So Anna, tell us where you're from and where you're living now. I'm from Bavaria, which is in southern Germany. I live about one and a half hours away from Munich in Regensburg, just outside of Regensburg, which is a beautiful ancient town with 2,000 years of history. And really worth visiting. It's beautiful. We are very lucky. We live just outside. So we have a home for just a family and a big garden where we can enjoy spring right now. That's great. And I have been to Regensburg and it is beautiful. Also recommend a visit there. So what do you do for work? What's your job? I'm a social worker and I work in the field of municipal youth work, I'm mostly focusing on a child-friendly city, which is a program from UNICEF um, that encourages cities to bring the UN Children's Rights Convention into life in the community to make sure that the UN Children's Rights are um, reality for every child within the community. Okay, so Regensburg also seems like a great place to go if you have kids. Regensburg, I think, is one of the most child-friendly cities. In Germany, for sure, we've had the label child-friendly city for many years now and have been one of the first cities to receive the label. And it, it's worth it. It's beautiful. It has a lot of space for playing playgrounds within walking distance for every child. We have a youth council and, and we take child participation very serious. So children and youth are allowed to voice their interest in our political decisions and uh, decisions of the city administration. Yeah, it's it's just a really great city to raise your kids. That sounds very interesting. I'm sure we could talk uh, a whole episode just about that issue. But let's um, move on to some topics that are weighing heavily on everyone around the world. And that is, of course, COVID-19. Can you tell us what the situation is like in Regensburg with COVID-19 and how that's affected your, your work and your life? Okay, first of all, maybe I have to uh, say for those who don't know me, <laughs> um, I'm a mom and uh, I'm married. I have two children. My daughter, Rebecca, just turned nine during lockdown and my son is 11 years old. COVID-19 has been a big topic in Germany as well. We have been in lockdown now for six weeks. In Bavaria, we were hit worse so 
we were one of the first states to close down. We have very strict laws about our lockdown. Um, we have not been allowed to leave the house or the own property except for um, special defined reasons, which are if you have to go to work, but then you need a written slip of your employer uh, so the police can check that you're really going to work. If you have to go grocery shopping, if you have a medical issue and need to go to a doctor, and if you have to help someone like elderly or something, go shopping for them. And it's also still allowed uh, to go outside in the park or the nature to do sports like um, jogging or going for a walk. We are not allowed, we have not uh, been not allowed to meet other people except for the people we live in the household with. So we are even not allowed to meet uh, grandparents, for example, who belong to the family but don't live in the same house. And all stores except for grocery stores had to close. Businesses had to send everyone uh, in the home office if it was able or have to keep certain hygiene and, and um, rules about how, how far away people can be from each other. And, and another thing that's happening in Germany right now that we are very lucky is, of course, we have more unemployed people now than usually, but um, in general, our government decided instead of paying unemployment rates for many, many, many people, um, they are paying the companies to not lay off the people and to keep paying them. Usually it's not the whole pay, but they still all have their jobs. And once this problem is solved, they can go back to their work. So it's um, it has affected us a lot. And schools have been closed for six weeks now. So are you and your husband working remotely and also doing homeschooling? I'm working uh, remotely most of the time. My husband as well. However, like once a week, I try to go to the office to see if there's new mail or anything to pick up some work. Also there, I'm staying away from colleagues. If we have um, to discuss something, we, we stay away at least two llamas from each other. And my husband has been home for many weeks also right now, working re remotely. At the same time, we're homeschooling, which is quite difficult <laughs> because the working and homeschooling for two children with different grades, we have a sixth grader and a third grader, is difficult. In the beginning, it was especially hard for the kids with the homeschooling because the teachers gave them very many assignments. It was so much work that they sat there for hours and hours and hours. But after parents talked to the teachers, um, it became better. And I must say this week now we, we are starting to to learn how to deal with it, we all do, the parents, the teachers, and, and also the children, how to manage it, we, uh, how to try to get all the assignments by the teachers latest Monday morning at 7 o'clock so the kids can start at 8 o'clock when everything is printed out. They have my older son, Jared, he has some um, 
some video conference, Zoom meetings for class that helps him a lot studying. But of course, it's still a lot and very demanding and also very, you see the isolation part is difficult for the children, just sitting there by themselves studying, not meeting their friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would imagine that would be very hard for kids. Then is school canceled for the rest of the school year? Yeah, we just got the news that they will start soon now with the graduation classes to open up again um, with very strict rules about how far everyone has to be away from everyone. And But they don't know yet how they will be able to open schools for younger kids, also especially for elementary schools because they also don't know how to enforce the rule of staying away two meters from each other with little kids or keeping a mask on all day with little kids. That's going to be difficult. Then we have a lot of teachers who are at high risk because they're older or maybe have some disease. So those teachers couldn't uh, teach. And then they said that if they start again, they have to divide the classes. So only 15 kids can be in one classroom. They have to uh, sit uh, spread widely apart. And that would need that from now on, suddenly we would need twice as many teachers. And where get all those teachers when when many teachers cannot teach right now because of COVID-19. So we have no idea if this school year our kids will go to school at all. And we have no idea how it's going to be over the winter. For sure, until we have a vaccine, there won't really be a turning back to our normal everyday life and freedom and school. So by now, it's right now it's just living day for day and not thinking about tomorrow, just about your day and how to do a good day. And so how do you do that? What are some of the things that you do with your family to live a good day? First of all, when we are complaining, I have to say, we, we know and uh, that we are in a very privileged situation. We don't really worry about the virus itself about getting infected because we we have a great health system everybody's insured and everybody gets medical attention and nobody has to stay at home when they think they have COVID-19 because they think they might not be able to pay the bills or anything like that so we have great testing here and we have I think I read a week ago that we have like 50% of our ICU beds empty waiting for patients. By now, the lockdown worked. It worked really well. So our infection rate is below one. And that um, is also a very good sign. We are not so stressed and personally worried about our health. That helps to keep that in mind. Well, I know there are other people who really suffer and who are doing way worse than people here. Uh, what we do to stay grounded is besides the homeschooling, I, first of all, I try to keep the structure. 
especially for my kids also like they have to get up every morning at seven o'clock and they have to start homeschooling at eight o'clock because I want it done in the mornings and it's good for them to have certain break times when they have to go outside and play and run around a little and then return back to school work and keep working on it so I try that by lunchtime most of the schoolwork has to be finished and if there's still some more homework they can do it in the afternoon but I set certain times so they keep their structure and that helps the whole family very much and it also helps very much at a certain point in the afternoon to know everything for the day is done and now we have free time and we we can relax and that helps the kids a lot then what I do is I provide a lot of sensual experiences for my kids, a lot of play outside. Um, my kids have not been watching TV every day, maybe a couple times a week, but then only after 6 p.m. for maybe an hour, but not more, and no computer games. So they're just really playing outside, moving around. Right now we are very lucky. We have very sunny weather. We have a great big garden. So they are playing outside in nature. They are um, playing in the sand pit again for hours. We have a huge sand pit. They can like bury themselves like at the beach. <laughs> they play in the, uh, uh, in the tree house. They, uh, when, when they feel stressed, they just hang up a hang hammock and they sit in the hammock and read a book or, or listen to audio tapes for a couple hours and look in the blooming apple trees above them, which is very relaxing. They play with water, they play with dirt, um, they play with, well, air experience, like an experience of, of being weightless and a feeling of easiness that's what they get when they are swinging uh, on the swing when when they're in the hammock when they're climbing the trees tonight they are wishing for a campfire so we're going to have another campfire evening with them we do a lot of music um my kids um my son plays the accordion and the piano and my daughter plays the violin i play the guitar and uh, we still have digital music lessons now. It has to be with Skype, but um, we still have our weekly lessons, which is good for the kids because they keep contact to their music teachers and they have to practice every day. And uh, sometimes I just sit outside and play a little guitar while they're relaxing or reading or playing and it just calms them down and helps them to feel well and connected and grounded. We've been doing a lot of bubble plays with huge bubbles and uh, artwork like carving, uh, wood carving, or we've been repairing our old fence and we have like some, some boards close to each other where the kids can do great um, paintings with acrylic paint and things like that. And that keeps them grounded. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a pretty ideal childhood experience, actually. A lot of play, being outdoors, art, music. It's really wonderful. And and are they are they doing okay with that? Are they unhappy that they can't see their friends? How are they it, managing? Yeah, the kids do miss their friends a lot. Uh, however, 
I must say for us personally, these weeks were not horrible weeks. It was a good experience. I feel like um, the situation that the kids were not allowed to play with friends and the sibling was the only one, the only child to be in contact with, it even strengthened their love and relationship with each other. They were very good with each other. It was very nice and pleasing to watch them. Right now, today, we have the first day that they're meeting friends again because our rate of how many people get infected by one person is below one. They have loosened some of the rules and regulations here in in, uh, Germany and Bavaria. So I think, I don't know if it is today or this week, but they allowed again that everyone is allowed to meet one person that does not live in the same household. And you're still supposed to stay away at least six feet and to wear a face mask. And then on Monday, we have the law that everybody has to wear face masks whenever they go outside in a store or use public transportation or anything like that. So for the first days in six weeks, my kids were able to each play with one neighbor friend kid. And they're trying to stay away and they're outside. They're not allowed to meet in the house, only outside in the garden. And I I, I don't know if I've ever seen so happy kids. They're just so harmonic, playing all day with each other, always keeping their masks on and being really good. But they're just so happy. And I heard... From colleagues, for example, who who have only single ch- children, that those children, they're starting to get very anxious, feeling a lot of anxiety and nervous attacks just because they need the social contact to other children. So this situation right now, for some family, it's okay, we can handle it and some families, the love grows even stronger and the relationship, like we're so happy. My husband is home now for such a long time. Usually he has to travel a lot for work and we're just enjoying it. But as a social worker, I know that there are also many, many, many people suffering right now, especially kids. Um, we have lots of kids living in small apartments with Maybe only a balcony or not even a balcony. And we had to close down all the playgrounds. And those kids have been confined to such limited places. And many parents are overwhelmed, um, which I can understand very well. When if I, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have this great big garden here. And all those play opportunities for my kids. Um, we even set up a trampoline for them now so they can really get some exercise. The youth work right now here is trying very hard to support the children in those uh, confined situations and to support the parents. And I know, for example, with the homeschooling, my kids are very fortunate because we can help them. We know about the subjects. We we can help them even if math is difficult. My my husband studied math. Um, we, we both know 
languages. Um, my son in sixth grade, they have to learn two foreign languages, which for him is English and French, and we can help him with it. But there are other children who the parents don't even have a printer to print out the assignments for school, who the parents maybe don't even speak German. We have a lot of immigration kids. Uh, in, in I, I know of, of one school in one neighborhood, we have 80% immigrant background. So there are so many kids who right now cannot even do their homeschooling anymore or have too much energy because they can't run around and play like ours, that they can't uh, sit still for doing the assignments. We have so many parents who are who lost work or who, who don't know how, how their business will go on. My husband and I, we still have our work, so we are lucky. But many people are troubled. And when you're really under stress and really troubled, and then you have little kids running around in your house and you can't get outside, then you're more stressed. And then, of course, also aggression and also violent behavior is more likely. So we do know that um, not everyone is so fortunate and I know that the youth work here is really trying hard to protect those children to go to the families to help them to 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 have um, extra space in our youth uh, child protection um, houses we have um, and we are opening up again uh, like special learning classes we have for for kids who in, uh, who need special uh, attention and and whose parents need special support. We are going to open them up again next week and with very strict rules about hygiene and face masks and all this, but those children need it. And that's why we are going to work on, on, on supporting those families as well as we can. Even our youth centers will, will try to figure out how with digital games and however they can stay in contact. A lot of different issues there. The distancing of children who and humans were very social creatures and it sounds like you're really seeing the effects of of that, of their inability to be social with each other and how difficult that is and and then people who have different situations. Some families don't have outdoor places where they can go with their kids and how difficult that is and then increase in domestic violence that's happening I know that's happening around the world so a lot of challenges faced by many people it sounds and good to hear that that your family is doing well in this situation do you have any comments, any final thoughts that you would want to share with a wider audience, or do you have any kind of broad questions that you might be interested in hearing other guests respond to on future episodes? There's one thing I I see with the corona crisis, and I think it makes it so clear. We are one world, and all this, um, what we think about countries, borders, well, it's just made up in our heads. It's just our constructions in our heads that divide us. And in reality, we are just humanity and we are one big family. And I think the crisis now shows us in front of the virus, we are all the same. We all get infected. And if we want in this crisis to, to get out of the crisis, I, I believe 
it has to be through finding a global solution for everybody. My kids and I, we have talked about the situation and we feel like for us, it's like the whole world just in a big storm in the ocean. And we personally are very lucky because we are on a very sturdy boat. It's not a luxurious boat and it still sucks a little because we're not allowed to leave the boat. But it's very sturdy and we feel very safe and we have everything we need. But there are people out there in this world who don't even have a life vest. And there are so many countries right now where people really, really suffer and die. And I believe that this situation now is a turning point for the world. And I, I hope very much that our leaders and we will lead in the right direction so it doesn't turn to a bad point but towards a better point because even before corona there have been people exploit and the environment with climate change was in change was in a very bad situation and uh, you have been speaking up about their situation worldwide with the Friday for Future movement because something have, uh, has to change and had to change. And now there has to be a revolution some way or the other. I, I know from people that even I have friends in Italy and I know that in southern Italy, um, some people even had to start robbing stores because they weren't able to feed the kids any food anymore because they weren't able to buy food. And if we come even in Europe, in a rich country, if we come to such a point where people are starving, um, they can't just shut up and be quiet about it. Uh, something has to help, uh, happen. And there are so many other countries who have so much, so poor people and who really will suffer and are already suffering. It cannot go on like this. Uh, I think we have to learn that the only solution for this crisis can be love to stick together, even if it is two feet apart, six feet apart, two meters apart, to stick together and to help each other and to be compassionate and to love. And I think that's the only solution we can find for the world. Otherwise, we are all going, all going down. The whole world will go down with it. Or we find now the right way with love so the whole world will leave the situation strengthened. And that's a call for unity coming from Anna in Germany in the hopes that this crisis can serve as a catalyst for a, a brighter future for all. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to hear from other countries and how you guys are doing. Great. More to come.